Welcome to our our triple to be determined. The second word is to be determined. We have we're still talking about that, but it's the triple TBD podcast. That's what we're. <laughs> I think that's the name we should go with. It's, the triple TBD podcast now with your boys Rahul, Sam, and Jay. I'm letting Justin do uh, the intros to see how it is, and it's not working out well. <laughs> we're so back. We're back, it. and we're talking about the playoff push. Okay, oh, apparently yeah. Justin wants to talk about. No, you're done. Push. You're done as the host. So, so uh, I'm hoping we're all hoping that this reboot uh, will be more frequent than before because we stopped at episode nine and we just <laughs> never. Made another oh, episode, man. so... Wait, this is our 10th episode? This would be our number 10, but you know what? Oh, this is a milestone. But, Somebody get the champagne. Do you have champagne? I don't actually know. <laughs> but I, but think, I think I'm going to do this as a reboot, reboot episode and rename it to Triple Threat. I feel like Triple Threat is just a better No, name. no, we're not, we're not going Threat. Okay, we're not going Threat. I told so, you. Yeah, I'm also for Triple Threat because our previous podcast was also a triple threat, but apparently Justin has a problem with that. I have, this concerns. Is the host. I have concerns. Anyways, we'll talk about this later. Let's go. Let's do this. I have concerns about you too, you know. So a lot has happened uh, between our ninth episode and this episode. <laughs> um, I, yeah, namely Russian invasion. Let's not get to that. Let's not get to that. I, I was talking. So first of all, our sports events. Um, we there both the summer and winter Olympics happened. Of course, um, the NHL season started. That went on. Didn't the Euros also happen last year? Oh yeah. Yep, that happened. Oh, actually, I think we did cover uh those international tournaments. Cause I remember you and me. I don't know if this was our that second was last episode. episode. Yeah, but episode we talked nine. about like tennis and football, like the summer tournaments that were going on, and like the off season. That was our last episode. Episode, oh, episode oh, nine was man. like our like all our sports. Yeah, and I think it was in July. That was a while ago. Yeah, but yeah, a lot has happened. Um, that was just sports. Yeah, other things happened. And yeah. What hopefully we're hoping for during this reboot is we, we yeah, we're going to still talk about sports, but we talk about other things more often. Cause yeah, I don't, I think we gotta do that. It's just, it's a lot more fun to talk about other topics too. Yeah, I really like, uh, for any of you listeners who've, who've listened to our uh, very early podcast, like, I really enjoy doing the meme one. That was just that was just like a randomly the meme one was really inserted like fun. topic that we just kind of went rolled with. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, we didn't even do much research, but it just we just knew about memes so much that it, it just it was just out. banter. It was just like our thoughts on this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we can branch out, uh, you know, like outside of covering mainly Oilers and stuff like that. So that's kind of our goal here, guys. Justin, you have anything to say for yourself? This is to our boy in Norway that's still listening. We're back, baby. We're back. Much love to our fans in Norway. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I don't know how many other people are listening there, but yeah. We are, <laughs> we are back. Wait, like, really? Remarkable. Yeah. Wow, that's... It, it, it's interesting. Wow, I don't even... Okay, okay so, um, I mean... We will talk about the others today. Why not? 
Might as well go back to basics for now. For now, we'll get back to the basics. And what a season it has been for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, wow. We started off, what, 9 and 1, 16 and 5. And then we went, what, 2, 16 and 2, something like yeah, that. And bad. now we fired, we fired Dave Tippett. And then we hired uh, Woodcroft. And we're back in a winning streak and in the playoff race. Yeah. How was this Oilers season for you, Sam? How, just your thoughts on it. Overall, it's been pretty disappointing. Well, the first half of the season was pretty, well, I'd say it's been quite disappointing to say the least, because even in our initial winning streak, it's like, so, you know, October, November, before, you know, December all collapsed, Oilers weren't playing particularly well, at least not like a balanced two-way game, right? Defensively, they're all over the place. Goaltending was saving us. Yeah, I mean, and then also like you know scoring like six goals a game yeah. because you know everyone was clicking, especially McDryer. Like those guys were power play was like, going insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, special teams really saving us too. It's, but like you know, clearly we had a, a lot of weaknesses at the backside and or sorry at the at the at the back and. We were getting saved by phenomenal individual performances and our special teams, and it just wasn't a good look. That's not how a team's supposed to play. And in December rolled around, we got absolutely totaled by like most of the teams we played. There was a few. There's actually a few good games that I think Oilers should have won, but they couldn't win because, of course, their defense was still bad. Goaltending wasn't helping out, and our forwards stopped scoring. I guess all they had to score all their goals in the first two months, and then they went on a goal drought, relatively. So I have to say, though, everything after uh, Woodcroft coming in has made me much more positive about this team. I know special teams are still a problem right now, which is weird, because it wasn't that big. It was actually our strength under Tippett, if you look back when he first came in. But... Right now, our 5-on-5 is, like, the best I've seen it, uh, at least, Ever. like, in a season and a half, under, you know, like, just as a team. And uh, we've been able to get some good performances out. Honestly, man, honestly, I think that this is the best I've seen us play 5-on-5 five five in five years. I'm not even exaggerating, going back to when we had that playoff run in 2017. Because we have not been a good five-on-five team since 16-17. So, if I'm being honest, the last, like, what, 15, 20 games that Woody's taken over, like, you know, like, you look at the shot differential, right? You look at it in five-on-five. You look at, like, the quality chances that we're going for and we're giving up. Like, I don't think we've been this consistent since, yeah, that, that season. Obviously, we would like our special teams to be better, but the way our team is playing is playing with a much more intensity, right? Like our, def- you know, like uh, I keep forgetting the new defensive coach we got. If you guys could remind me, Dave Manson. Yeah, there we go. I I think they're like the, so pretty much you know Manson, Woodcroft, like the new coaching staff that's here. It's making a significant difference. Our team is definitely playing better. We're playing much. So okay, there's some inconsistencies with our performances, so that's a problem. But we're getting points right now because before, even if we played well, we wouldn't get those points, right? Like we, we would let up like three goals on really bad defensive breakdowns, and you know, goalie would maybe like let in one bad goal at least. And okay, maybe that's still happening right now. But the way they play right now gives me a lot more confidence and positivity. Like before, I would get pretty disappointing watching how Oilers 
you know, kind of collapse. But now, you know, even if they're losing, like, I see a lot of positives. It's something that, you know, I can, I can start enjoying Oilers games again. And what about you, Rahul? What are your thoughts? I mean, okay, first and foremost, we're third in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this has been a roller coaster season, of course. It's just, you know, I, I had a bad feeling about the goaltending at the start of the season anyways. Like, with Koskinen and Smith, you had two seasons in a row where goaltending somehow wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, in my head, it was like, at one point or another, it's going to be a problem. And it happened to be <laughs> this season. And, of course, at the same time, we lose Larson in the off season, And... Even with CC, who's, who, has, who has played really well, it's just oh, yeah. overall our defensive play still has been lacking. And any time there's been a mistake, our goaltending hasn't been able to cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also a very, very like, uh, what do you call it? Like it's it's a high danger chance that we usually give up. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a chance that it's uh, like if you look at the expected goals or whatever, you know, I. I I forget how hockey analysts look at this, but yeah, those are like really bad chances we give up. Like sometimes our goalies can't save those. Yeah. They're like that's how bad these chances are against us. Yeah, and when we were when we had that sixteen five start, even throughout most of the game, I'm like, this is not sustainable what we're doing. Um, our defensive play is just lacking so much right now, and one way or another, our goaltending. And I mean, we were playing Koskinen so much during that time. He is not going to um, be able to continue, and that's what happened. And mm-hmm. and that December and January was just a brutal two months, and you had COVID to that, and the injuries yeah. we had to deal with. It was just a brutal couple months, and then finally Holland fired Tippett, which I thought we he should have done earlier, in my yeah. opinion. Um, there was a game against Calgary that we won. If we lost that game, he would have been fired, but just delayed the inevitable for like a couple of weeks, but the Oilers are back on track in a playoff spot thanks to our five-game winning streak at home and the, also combine that with Vegas struggling now. And it really just points to a Kings-Oilers first-round matchup. I do want to go back to that um, firing of Tippett point that you made because I know a lot of fans online when I was looking through comments were saying that uh, th- there was that, I can't remember, there was an extended break, but was it before the All-Star game? It was that All-Star break, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. All-Star break, my bad. That's, they're saying they should have fired Tippett right before, or, you know, right before somewhere before break. that, so that uh, Woodcroft and his new coaching staff would be able to have at least a, some kind of extended time with the team before they start playing games. But then, obviously, he had to come in right away, and, you know, like, even then, he made an instant impact, which is, and and Manson and the other guys, which is you know uh, a huge uh, credits to them for being able to make an impact right away. But also, you now you can argue like, oh, a new coach has come in. Of course, new they're gonna get bomb. new coach bomb. Better performances because like you know players are gonna start playing hard again, right? But you know he's or they've shown that it wasn't just a new coach bounce or whatever. Yeah, you want to call it like it's it's the real deal, like. We are playing much better five on five, and we were playing much better defensively. We still have those collapses here and there, and sometimes, but it's it's definitely working out better than before. And I, I do want to appreciate. I do appreciate what Tiffett has done for us because I do think he made our team better overall. 
considering like the, the difference between like the 1819 prior seasons and then coming in for that 1920 season. But I think like he took us as far as he could at this point. And I honestly think like whatever Woodcroft's doing now is really much more sustain. Well, maybe, okay, well, we'll see how sustainable this is. But I think the way we're playing now is definitely what I want to see forward. And that's something that potentially could win us a playoff game. That's the goal. Win a playoff game this season. That's been the goal since the beginning of the season. Boy, the goal is to win a cup at this point, okay? Like, come on. How, what, what year are we in with McDavid and Dry now? Eight? We're in like year seven. Seven, eight? Something like that? Yeah. And we've only won one round with McDavid and Dry Club? Uh, you know. How bad has our management been? It's just been absolutely awful. And the trade deadline just came and gone. And Holland did this to himself. I mean, he had so much cap in the offseason. And. The trade mm-hmm. deadline came and he couldn't do much. This just hurt. It hurts. It hurts to think about. It hurts to talk about. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is the game seven season. Yeah, like, ca- counting the short in 2021 season, of course, but yeah. Not, um, yeah, that's quite a long time. Actually. It makes you depressed. Not just as an, as an Oilers fan, but as a hockey fan. That the fact that Dreisel and McDavid have only won one playoff round. That is just as a hockey fan, it's depressing to think about. To be fair, and I don't want to say, like, this is clearly, like, a team failure here, right? Like, all across the board. Yeah. This is a team sport. But, you know, McDreisel haven't completely covered themselves in glory in some of these um, exits as well, just saying. Yeah. Fair. So, I mean, they, they are also, like... Obviously, the rest of the team has to step up, but I, I think that applies to them as well. Although, you know, like, if you look at, like, the Jets game, for example, like, we we, de- we could have won more games. Like, I think I think some of the boys went hard in those playoffs, in that playoff series, but I think, once again, Tippett just wasn't really suited for these playoff games, and there were too many mistakes, and then, of course, with Tippett, not having the better goalie. Tippett just struggles to adjust to change. Like oh yeah. When and kind of and I think the Oilers are somehow still struggling with this, but teams that have adjusted to the Oilers power play. So mm-hmm. to defend their power play. And the Oilers still right now are trying to adjust their power play to combat that. And I mean hopefully they get it on track for the playoffs. I mean a power play goal could in a playoff game, could be very significant, way more than. Oh yeah. Well, if, if we get if we get a power play this year in the playoffs, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh shit, man! Why'd you remind me of that? God damn. The refs for the yeah the refs, especially in the past few weeks, as not just the Oilers games, it's league wide. The refs have again just really been trash. Well, I, I think the biggest thing, though, is that compared to at least the past couple of years when we rode our, like, special teams into the playoffs, where the past, like, 20 games, we've been relying on our 5-on-5 five five to get us the wins. Like, the the power play has been, like, supplemental more than anything, which, if you're taking a look at which teams will make it far, obviously, you want your team to be good 5-on-5 five five and on, you know, on, on the specialty teams, but 5-on-5 five five is huge. Like, you're spending most of the game five-on-five, five, right? Like, power play, penalty kill can be the difference makers 
But I think the Oilers have more to worry about their penalty kill than they do their You're penalty. not going to get many calls in the playoffs. You're like, not going to get many our, opportunities. Our penalty, kill, our penalty kill is concerning right <laughs> now. It's, it's concerning. Um, we need to – we really need to shore that up. Our power play is doing fine, boys. Like, it'll it'll click. Like, it's been, do, it's been doing better, I think, the past, like, five games, if you take a look at what we're – like, conversion rate. Like, penalty kill is still something I'm – It's the way they're playing, though. Yeah, because I, I I was looking through some comments that, and all those fans are pointing out at like how poor everyone is on the power play. So they're saying like there's a lot more sloppiness. Um, people are making poor decisions now, which didn't used to be the case before. Like, and it's become very monotone. So you're looking for like the pass to drive for the one timer, or you're looking for those like one timer chances for anyone else. You're getting and, to McDavid every single yeah, time. Like, yeah, like it's, yeah, exactly. You're not cycling the puck enough. and you, Oh, sorry, you're cycling it too much. Like, they're cycling it too much, and you're not shooting enough. Some players should be shooting more. And then, of course, poor decision-making. So they're, they're going for, ch- like, shots that are, like, maybe not – so, like, outside of the slot instead of, like, you know, trying to open up that space and try to go for that slot shot. But, I mean, I haven't seen them like, – I haven't been watching, like, the last few games super uh, intently, and I haven't seen all of them, so I can't – I can't comment too much about it improving so far, but it seems like they're not playing... Like, the players themselves individually and also, like, collectively are not playing, this, like, the way they used to on the power play. They used to be much more... What do you call it? Aggressive. Like, yeah, aggressive. They're much clearer with the ideas they wanted, so, like, they were making proper decisions more times than not. Very early on. And it was crisp, right? Like, their passes and shots were crisp. Yeah. Like, they knew what they had to do, but... They can they can move around to make those. Yeah, one spaces. big thing is very early on when the power play was going like forty percent. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was a puck battle in the corner, the Oilers would win the puck battle. But they were just more aggressive. That has changed. That has completely <laughs> changed for some reason. Yeah, that's a that is a problem. Yeah, and then you look at the penalty kill. But see, that's yeah, that's another big one. That's. That's killing us right now as well. And, I mean, same thing as before. They're not aggressive on the penalty kill mm-hmm. either. Anytime there's a puck battle, they're not winning it. And I know some people are saying Nuge, not having Nuge on the penalty kill is a big factor. Um, sure, that's part of it, but I think there's still more to it. Yeah. I. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think we get our special team stirred up by playoff time? Do you I, would hope so. Do I think we get our special teams figured out? Yeah. Uh, I would I would hope so. <laughs> we both have the same thing. I, I would hope so. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say, man, honestly. Hard to say. You, you, you don't. Oh, it's, it's quite a bit of games left before the season ends. I think, I think, yeah, I think there's quite a bit of time there for these guys to get this shit. Also, that means there's enough time for them to gain more consistency in the performances instead of just showing up one night and disappearing the next night. Hey, I, you can replace Barry with Kulak on the penalty kill now. Hmm. You can do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, the power play, I mean, nothing's going to change much on the power play. I, think. I mean, you just got to hope it clicks again. I yeah. think with the power play, I don't think much is going to change there. It's a penalty kill that maybe can improve a bit. I think we're 24th in the NHL at the PK, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and no. on the power play, despite how bad it seems, I think we're still top five in the NHL on the power play. That's probably because of, like, how good it was before. But I think though I did see a stat in our five-game winning streak, we did score a power play goal in each game. 
Oh, did we? I believe so. Oh shit! In our okay. five-game winning streak at home. Yeah. Oh, this. Oh, the latest one. Yeah, okay, the latest one. Okay. Damn. Uh, that's okay. So yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that, that can be a bit misleading though, because like if you look at the actual conversion, it's still pretty low. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still important, obviously. Yeah, scoring in each game, that's pretty big. But um, I don't know. I, I could have sworn, I sh- like, I saw a stat where, like, the like the previous few games recently were, like, really poor for both the PK and the PP. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I guess, honestly, that's something that they have time to work on. But, yeah, five on five, that's where it matters. And they're doing, they're not looking too bad. For the Oilers right now, the focus is getting their game in in shape for the playoffs and just stay ahead of Vegas. Because you basically know your first round matchup if you make the playoffs, and that's the LA Kings. Okay, guys. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think Oilers hold on for an automatic playoff spot in the Pacific, or do you think we drop down to the wild card or not make it at all? Um, it's either third or not. Okay. Well, are you just? It's either third place or no playoffs. I think. I I feel like. Honestly, I feel like second second's a decent bet, or like not a decent bet, but like there's there's a decent chance. I think it's gonna be second or third. I mean, again, it doesn't really matter second or third. Yeah. You're playing LA. I yeah, I don't. I, I agree though. I think like be, like if you don't get second or third, you're not making the playoffs. You're not you're not you're not catch, um, catching. Dallas anything. has game to hand against the Oilers. Yeah. So I mean, just hope that Vegas continues to flame out, and then if if so, then you're good. Again, looking at if. Assuming the Oilers win half of their games from now on, Vegas can only afford to lose about four to five games. And they have, and that means 11 wins. So that is tough with all the injuries they have. And we're just now getting all our players back. So that's a big bonus for us. So yeah, I do think we'll get at least third in the Pacific. I, you know, I was. You know, when we're going through that bad patch not too long ago, I can't remember when it was. It was, um, was it before we played Washington? And everyone's like, oh, no, shit, man. Like, this is before Vegas had, like, their collapse going on and Kings were on a roll. Like, you know, everyone's wondering, like, oh, shit. We really, like, well, there's a have to really get their shit together in the last, like, stretch here if we have any shot of getting there. I think it was, um. And I was like, I believe oil can step up. When the pressure is on them. And they ended up beating Washington and Tampa. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was when um, we lost to Chicago Montreal. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, back yeah, to yeah. back to back. And yeah. it was like doom and gloom in yeah. Edmonton. It was like, yeah. oh, crap. We're Washington Tampa yeah. back to back on this five-game homestand. And yeah. things just turned around all of a sudden. Like, just like that. And it just goes to show how a losing streak by one team and a winning streak by another team can change things dramatically. Yeah. There's still 18 games left. Anything can happen. Oh, yeah. So, what do you guys think, then? If if this continues on, and presumably Oilers and Kings both make it, and they play each other in the first round, how do you like our chances of going through? The first round? Or yeah, the first round. Okay. If we had to play each other, which is looking likely. I mean, I think we'd probably win, so that means we're probably going to lose. Yeah, I that's think, exactly right. I think it will depend on our goaltending for that series. It's okay. Just take out your goalie, put the extra attacker in. 
Or forward, whatever. Whatever they call it. Stick on the entire series. I mean, with the Oilers goaltending, that's kind of what's been happening so far anyways. Sometimes I feel like... I think the Oilers goaltending... Well, I wouldn't say that. Kostian's been coming out really big for us lately. Or actually for a while. Uh, uh, sure. 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 Got a hater over here. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I, going to the playoffs, I think it it will it will depend on our goaltending if we get past the first round. I think offense and defensively, like it'll match up against the Kings. Yeah. Or it should exceed the Kings, <laughs> like you expect it to exceed the Kings. So, uh, considering that, I think it'll depend on goaltending if we win that series or not. Uh, I know you mentioned Kulak. I think we should mention that we actually got two new players, like, recently. We got Kulak, <laughs> and then we got uh, a depth center in Broussard. Yeah. Yeah. Kulak's a D-man. Yeah. A defensive. Shut yeah, shut down. Stay home. Or, well, yeah. People still use that term? Stay home, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's, but he's not. In, like, I don't yeah. think he'll stay home. I think yeah. more, like, that defense, more defense. Okay, yeah. And um, if so, you he played a few games along P3 during that Montreal run, yeah, last last season. Um, so hopefully he can pair up really well um, with Barry because I think Barry will need a shutdown guy but beside him, and hopefully that works out. And then in regards to Broussard, it's more of a depth position to maybe get more scoring from. Um, a bottom six guy, right? And you have more depth down the center again. Like, consider that you would have McDavid, Drysdale, Nuge, and Broussard as your centers. That's actually pretty good. And yeah. I, I would, and I mean, Broussard was playing as Philadelphia second line center this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's saying much. Well, I mean, he's going to He had like what 16 points, right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I think he fits well as a bomb six guy. Um, it's funny. I think the Oilers wanted Broussard like a, quite a while, a year, few years back too. I remember, and now we get him, and he's like, he's sold now. He's now we, now we got our man. Now we got our boy. Also, uh, Nuge is coming back soon. The hope is for Thursday against the Sharks. That's so even if he point. doesn't, yeah, even if he doesn't come back for Thursday, he'll be coming back soon, and that's that's pers- one of the biggest boosts. We'll I'm need. Per- I am personally worried about Nuge because it's a shoulder injury, mm. and he's had shoulder injuries in the past. Oh no! And I'm just really hoping they don't rush Nuge back. We oh, yeah. don't need them to rush yeah. Nuge back. Honestly, I trust I trust their uh, coaching staff to not do that. That's my only worry with Nuge that they rush him back because a shoulder injury can be finicky. It could, it could be bad, but we'll, well see. I mean, it'll be, we haven't the Oilers haven't been healthy since our initial good run of the season. Well, so it's we, been a while. we we shall see, boys. We shall see. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts? We we shall see in the coming stretch. You know, in the coming weeks when we do this. Okay, my bold prediction is myself coming out of the West. Though. That's my bold prediction. Okay. My prediction. After them acquiring Flurry, Minnesota's coming out of the West. I don't my pre- think. My prediction is that Seattle, Seattle's gonna finish last. That's my prediction. So all that, that's I all that I care about, because it's the only prediction that I made at the beginning of the year that still might come true. 
I don't think Wild Coming of the West is that bold, though. Is it? Like, considering, considering how good they've been and considering the, the weird nature of playoffs in hockey, like, I think it's more, like, I think it's more than, like, it's more than just, I mean, like, a improbable likely, like, it's a solid chance. I mean, the only more bold things would be the King making it to the finals or... Yeah, that's, that's bold. To the King making the finals. My early, by the way, my early season prediction of who would win the cup is completely gone out of the window. <laughs> I picked the Islanders to win the cup, guys. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I saw them make the finals, too. I legit thought they make the finals. Oh, I picked them to win the cup this year. Oh, That's man. out the window. I totally forgot. Yeah. Well, who, who could it? Well, I don't think many people thought it was coming. I, I really didn't see that. But yeah, oil, you know what? Yeah, Oilers should make it, though. Oilers should get at least third place in our division. And we... You know what? I don't want to jinx it, so I won't say anything other than that. We'll wait until the playoffs actually start, and <laughs> then we can maybe make our playoff prediction then. Yeah. But I, I think I'm still going to stick with the wild going now, coming out of the West. Okay. Honestly, I, I'll back you on that one. I do like that. And Justin's all quiet, and I don't. I think he's tired and he wants to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go back to sleep. Again. Okay, thank yeah. you for joining our Triple TBD podcast. We will come up with our name one day. To our man in Norway, thank you for being there for us. Appreciate and we your, hope. Appreciate your not listening anymore. Oh, Justin. <laughs> we, we, we hope that this will be more frequent. And, and with more uh, varied topics. Yeah, that's the hope. We can't promise anything, though, but I'm hoping this is a reboot episode. Please be a reboot episode. In the meantime, hope you guys enjoyed listening. This is Rahul, Samet, and Justin signing off on, I guess, a reboot episode. Triple a reboot. Triple, <laughs> triple, 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 triple TBD. Triple TBD. <laughs>